0: all i could think to myself was like why are you guys playing the victims you broke all the rules you're now listening to the wandering buffalo podcast with your hosts andrew chang and justin Goddard. hello and welcome to the wandering buffalo podcast a show on the built-in buffalo network My name is Andrew Chang, and as always, my co-host Justin Goddard is with me as well. Today, Justin and I are going to preview the Monday night football matchup against the Tennessee Titans. And you you know the drill now. We're going to talk about how they're currently doing, what the media thinks of them, what we want to see, what we don't want to see, and ultimately, our game predictions. As always, you can find us on most social media and podcasting platforms, and even on YouTube by searching The Wandering Buffalo Podcast. If you don't like our show, we have other amazing content on the Built-In Buffalo Network, and I'm sure they have something that you'd like. (laughs) Um, Justin, how are you doing tonight?
1: Dude, I am still riding high and still sleep-deprived. Coming off that that Sunday night win in Kansas City, Mm -hmm. I know... I know I predicted a loss, and God, do I love being wrong right now. How are you today?
0: I, I'm doing great. I, I can't complain. You know, after this podcast, I gotta take on my role as, uh, you know, uh, if, what feels like a New York Jets volleyball player because I'm my team is terrible and we're gonna get destroyed probably. But I have a lot of fun doing it. But uh, to comment on you being wrong i i'm very happy that you're wrong i predicted a w and i i felt pretty good about it so and um spoiler alert i'm i'm gonna predict a w here as well but we'll, we'll still get into everything so this this game i believe it's gonna be our second consecutive road trip it's gonna be at nissan stadium and historically the last two matchups there bills mafia really makes their presence felt there. I don't know what it is about Tennessee, but it's just clear that Bills Mafia travels and waves there. The game's going to be at 8.15. It's supposed to be 69 degrees, sunny with a little bit of wind, which is really, really nice for a change of pace. It just seems like the last two games were rainy, and to your point uh, that you mentioned earlier, there was a weather delay in that Kansas City game and lightning, and it, I, I'm, I'm kind of happy that the Bills don't have to play in that. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited because it won't neutralize the offense and or defense anymore, and we'll get to have a lot of more uh, good football out there. Well, how, how do you feel about that weather?
1: Listen, man, I, I know a lot can change between now and then, but this is another primetime game. Mm-hmm. uh i I can't do another weather delay like that that was I had it all worked out. you know Bill's game's gonna be wrapping up around eleven eleven thirty at the latest. I get in bed. I had a dentist appointment at at seven thirty the next morning and and right to work after it so i'm I'm gonna need the weather to stay nice for me' we we finally got these prime time games and mm. I need to I need them to stay in their their scheduled time slots.
0: Yeah, that would be ideal. Um but hey, you know, I wouldn't I, I I love watching football, so part of me was like, Oh no, we we have a weather delay, but hey, I get to watch more football, I guess. <laughs> Even though they ran through the highlights eighteen times and like I get it. I know who won the games. <laughs> Anyways. You know, let's talk about how this team's currently doing. They just beat down the Titans, or I'm sorry, the Titans just beat down the Jaguars 37-19. to And we know the Jaguars are kind of in a weird spot right now with, pun intended, the spotlight being on Urban Meyer and his questionable decisions at a bar, but hey, you know the Titans did their job and they beat up on an NFL team nonetheless, and it, they, they, that's an NFL quality team. Kind of like how the Bills stomped on the Dolphins and the tight or the Texans. So can't I can't take away from that victory because you play who you play. Currently, the Titans sit at the fourth overall fourth spot in the AFC, I believe, and they're currently at the top of the AFC South at 3-2. And And this looks like a playoff team because they're most likely going to win their division, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I I think Jacksonville we can get into down the road uh, because we play them later in the season. Um, Indy is not looking like the team I thought they were going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, with with Carson Wentz being hurt and what they thought they had there. Their defense also doesn't look the same as it does last year. Um, so, yeah, it it feels like it's going to end up being a pretty weak division to win, but it looks like they're pretty much on track to win it nonetheless. Yeah, and I
0: I got to say, I'm not surprised that the Colts – aren't doing that good with Carson Wentz because this man just fell off a cliff and I have a huge uh, Eagles fan as a friend and he was suggesting that like you know we're gonna get a first for Carson Wentz and all I could think to myself was there's no way that a team is gonna hand over a first round pick for Carson Wentz and then the Colts go like We'll give you a first if he plays like 75% of the time, but if he doesn't, we'll give you a second. So, I thought that was a pretty bad move for the Colts, and it's so far it's not, for, at least to the record, it's not showing up to be a great decision. Uh, and, and they just suffered a pretty backbreaking loss on Monday Night Football. <laughs> so, I, I think the Titans have a clear path to win the division because the Texans and the Jaguars aren't going to put up much of a fight, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, the the good news for the Colts is it looks like that's going to end up only being a, a second round pick they give him because he he hasn't been able to stay healthy, and I I think the threshold for it to become a first round pick is if he plays seventy five percent of all the snaps, and and he is not he's not projected to be doing that right now, so. Hmm. We'll see we'll see what they look like when he's fully healthy and all that but yeah n- not a good start to the experiment for them so far.
0: Right, right. Anyways, you know what a time it is. We got to go into the strengths and weaknesses of this team, Courtesy of Sports Kita, the Tennessee, the Tennessean and PFF. So obviously the one of the main strengths is King Henry. He's a living monster truck, <laughs> in my opinion. You got to have an eye on him at all times. And I'm not trying to get stiff-armed. I'm not trying to see anyone on the Bills' defense get stiff-armed. And the last time the Bills played the t- uh, Titans, they kept him relatively in check. But, you know, I I don't know. I I never take something like that for granted because the Titans still won that game and King Henry was still able to score a touchdown on that game. And it just, even if you do pull out all the stops to try to contain King Henry, like there's still a possibility that he's just going to break away from you and still create a highlight play. EG Josh Norman stiff arm.
1: Yeah. I think you have to put the respect on Derrick Henry I mean, he's an absolute beast. He's a force. Um, but I will say the the last couple times we've played the Titans, it seems like we were really able to focus in on him and and really limit him. He had, um, granted, he had two touchdowns last time we played him, but we did hold him to fifty seven yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and and honestly, I, it's in the past, so I'm not I'm not gonna cry victim on it or anything. But playing them last year was just a really weird circumstance. Mm -hmm. They had the COVID outbreak. We were going to reschedule the game. Then the game was going to be Monday night. Then we end up playing Tuesday at five. It's in the pouring rain. Uh, There's just so much that went into that game that it it was just a very out of the ordinary game in general. Um, So that being said, I think, you know, we just came in with a defensive game plan to pretty much mitigate Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and and Travis Kelsey. Um, So I'm beginning to have a lot more faith in our defense, in McDermott and Frazier, on putting together a game plan that really takes away what the team wants to do. Mm -hmm. And I think with Tennessee, yes, there's other ways they move the ball, but I think it all starts through getting Derrick Henry going. So... Not again, like you said, not going to take it for granted that we can shut him down again, but I am a lot more confident this year than I was this time last year.
0: I would agree. I think our run defense is significantly better than last year and it's hard to point to one single reason why, but I think Tarlu Tuule has made a strong impact on that defensive line which has freed up a lot of of the other linemen to have one-on-ones and help Tremaine and all that stuff. And, again, I'm not an expert, so there could be other factors. Or, you know, hey, maybe this defense just overall stepped up. And to comment on that Tuesday night Titans matchup, I am still very upset with it because at the end when they won and all the interviews – and the commentators, they were like, you know, this team overcame so much. And, you know, I can't believe they were able to, you know, pull it all together and beat the Buffalo Bills. And all I could think to myself was like, why are you guys playing the victims? You broke all the rules and created these like outbreaks and make and made us keep pushing the game back and back and back. Don't play the victim here, because you did that on your own. So, I was pretty upset about that. Tell uh, me how you feel. I'm just saying, like, don't don't say, like, oh, I'm the victim, but I broke all the rules, so feel bad for me. Like, get out of here. I, I Stupid. <laughs> Anyways, Justin, we put out a poll on Twitter about how worried you kind of felt about Derrick Henry. So, we had four choices. Very worried, worried, I'm a little worried. And I'm not worried at all. Where
1: do you see yourself on that poll and why? Uh I landed in uh small worried. Okay. Um I I do think Derrick Henry's the type that's he's gonna go out there and he's gonna get his. There's there's not many teams in the league that can really completely shut him down. Um but I think with the defensive focus being able to be on him, we don't exactly know the health of julio jones aj brown looks like he's going to be okay Mm -hmm. um but even at that the tannahill is a pretty good quarterback but i he doesn't put any real fear into me um so i think we can really key in on on stopping henry and and dare ryan Tannehill to beat us and i'll take my chances with our secondary
0: so you were in the worry category and i was in the majority of voters so here's the breakdown 4% Four percent said they were very worried, ten percent said they were worried, fifty-four percent said I'm a little worried, which is where I'm at, and then thirty-two percent said I'm not worried at all. I guess I'm a little more optimistic and I mentioned this before. I think our run defense is significantly better than last year. So that's why I kinda went into the I'm a little I'm a little worried section because To your point, he's going to get his no matter what. And you mentioned that we were able to contain him a little bit last year, but he still got two touchdowns on that Monday night or Tuesday night game. So is that really containing him? I don't know. He put 14 points on the board himself. So whatever. Let's move on to the next strength, and that's Ryan Tannehill. And as of right now, per your research, it looks like he's middle of the pack in terms of statistics. He He's definitely really good in the play action, and he's athletic. And he can make really good plays when he wants to with his legs. Although I will say when he scores a touchdown and he does that weird jump man finger roll thing, I, I always want to just slap him in the face just because, like, I don't know. I, I just feel like there are way more... There are cooler celebrations out there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you feel Figaro's about that.
1: not bad if you can't dunk.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way about uh, Steph Curry when he when he hits a three. He does like the shoulder shimmy thing. Like that's that's what you come up
1: with. Like there are way cooler celebrations out there, and you got to do that. <laughs> what we learned today is that if Andrew ever makes the NFL, he's going to have top notch celebrations.
0: Oh, my God. I mean, you could keep it simple and clean. Like, uh, who was... We'll go into celebrations a different time. Tell me your thoughts about Ryan Tannehill.
1: Yeah, so he's currently ranked 15th in passing yards, 18th in passing touchdowns. Um, But I, I have him kind of, like, just outside the top 10, in the top 15, I think his numbers are a little bit down this year. He's It's been kind of a weird start to the season. Um, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones have both missed some time with injuries, um, and that that's his two main weapons right there outside of Derrick Henry. Um, but you're also looking at an off season where they lost Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator. You lost um, John U. Smith, uh, obviously ends up with the Patriots in free agency. So I I do still think that there's a little bit of a gelling out process going on there. Um, But I think Tannehill's a pretty good quarterback. I guess maybe we're seeing that Arthur Smith's scheme was was really beneficial to him. Um, But he's definitely still a quarterback that I have respect for. I do think that he's not the type of quarterback that you, you win games in spite of. He is a guy that can win you games if you give him the opportunity. Yeah, and thank God. Shout out
0: to my man, Adam Gase, for ruining this man's first start to the NFL and not making the Dolphins a factor. And So thank you for doing that and letting Tannehill realize his full potential as a Tennessee Titan. Thank you. You're awesome. (laughs) Love that guy. Oh, for sure. Let's move on to the other strengths here, and that's Oh, as you just mentioned, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. So let's start with Julio. Julio is Julio. He's got a slow start to this season, and he missed the last two games, I believe, with injuries. And, But you can't discount this man. He can win at every single level on the field. I think about that Super Bowl, which you know they ultimately lost, which sucked. But I think about that catch that he had on the sidelines, which was one of the most improbable catches I've ever seen. And then later on, you saw Julian Elman make one of the most improbable catches I've ever seen in my entire life. So overall, pretty good game. But I, I thought Julio, that catch right there by Julio, just embodies the type of receiver that he is. When it doesn't look like it's happening,
1: it, it can happen. You know? Yeah. Who- Julio Jones was, uh, you know, it was floated around a little bit. Like, should Buffalo go after him? I, I don't think he was ever going to be the right fit in Buffalo just mm-hmm. based on all the pieces that we had. Um, but I think he's a great fit with Tennessee, and he's one of my favorite receivers of all time. He's up there with, with Larry Legend yeah. of just dudes that I kind of came up watching like as I started to really understand football – And Julio Jones, was he was always getting those 50-50 balls. He was muscling you around. Mm -hmm. He just really does everything out there. Um, So I have tremendous respect for him. That being said, yes, I still think he's a great receiver, but I don't think he's quite the game-breaking player um, that he used to be. I just think he's a very good receiver. Mm -hmm. Um, Compensation that Tennessee gave up and everything aside, I think it was a great move to bring him in. Um, but he's not hes not the same player that just strikes the fear of God into me like he would have been two, three years ago. Yeah, uh, and let's hope that you're right
0: this time <laughs> when the Bills play up against him because historically I feel like receivers such as Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, we'll get to him in a second, are the type of receivers that the Bills... Have trouble with the big towering shifty ones, so we'll 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 have to hope that uh we can contain Julio and that he has lost the step, which is kind of weird to say because I love Julio <laughs> anyways, let's go on to a j Brown. he's also having a bit of a slow start to this season, and he's been dealing with some injuries, and I'm pretty sure in the off season he had like his knees repaired, and this guy. A single-handedly ruining my fantasy football team. And it's killing me. It's killing me. I mean, I get it. He's hurt. I am I understand that and whatnot. And I want you to get healthy. But, come on, dude. Come on. And I guess all well, last season, too, he played with injured knees, which is crazy to me because he played through that and still was balling out and I just can't imagine what he would be like if he was healthy. So I think he's trying to go through the motions and get to that point, which would greatly help this team because you saw what happened in New York when, well, I'm sorry, in New Jersey when the when AJ Brown and Julio Jones were out, like it was just Henry and Tanner Hill had no one to throw to. I I and basically ultimately cost the titans the game because the jets were able to expose that you know wide receiver depth and cost them the game
1: yeah aj brown aj brown's the type of player that reminds me of of julio a few years ago just the the big physical receiver he'll bully you for some 50 50 balls i mean really as a quarterback you got to put the ball somewhere near him and give him a chance and he'll make defenses pay Uh, So, at this current juncture, I have a bit more concern about A.J. Brown going into this game. Especially, Julio's still sitting questionable right now. It's early in the week, but he didn't practice today. Um, But, for the sake of the Bills this week, I I hope that uh, A.J. Brown continues ruining your fantasy team. Well, to be fair, I tried trading him for Justin
0: Jefferson. And the guy who was considering. It was like, well, let's just see how he does for one more week, and if it's solid, if he does solid, I'll trade him. What happens? He gets hurt. <laughs> you know who else on my team got hurt that week? Christian McCaffrey. My team is just out the window. Unbelievable. You're in the, sh-
1: you're in the struggles.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely am. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for the strengths. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the defense defensive uh i'm sorry just the weaknesses in general of the tennessee titans and then wrap up today's episode stick around we'll be right back welcome back everyone we're gonna wrap up today's episode by talking about the tennessee titans weaknesses and we gotta start here by talking about the tight end position justin obviously we know Jonu Smith was lost in free agency and he signed in New England and there was a lot of chatter out there uh, at least from Bills Mafia and you know people on social media in general were saying like you know the Bills should sign Jonu Smith they should sign him and we ultimately know that didn't happen and you know so far it looks like that was a great decision by Brandon Bean not to pick up a pick up a tight end such as Jonu Smith but They never really replaced him, and behind him they have a guy named Anthony Firksker, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. And he's not necessarily a bad tight end, but he's definitely not a tight end one that will keep you up late at night game planning for. So ultimately at the end of the day, he's not Dawson Knox.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dawson Knox has started out the season really strong, and it's really nothing against Fergster. Um I think filling John, U. Smith, John U. Smith's shoes were hard, um, especially in this offense where they they really put him as a focal point last year, um, opening up the play action game and, and using like the tight end down the seam. He's just not quite the same player as John U. Smith. And even seeing John U. Smith in, in New England right now, maybe we're seeing that it was more the system that Arthur Smith was running that made him so successful cuz he's not really doing a ton in New England right now. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, tight end is definitely a position where this time last year I was much more concerned about Smith going in than than Fursker. Fursker. That's a hard one. <laughs> yes. Yes it is and I I
0: don't I didn't pronounce his name correctly probably. I I, I I should do a better job of looking up how to pronounce these people's names, but hey, if you listened to last week's episode, I did pronounce Kels. Kels name, correct? Not Kelsey, alright? <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to the next uh, weakness here, and that's the kicker carousel. And I would 100% agree with this weakness. You know, first week they trot out, and... Th- before I even kind of go into this, this has been a consistent weakness of this team for multiple, multiple years, or at least for the past two years, in my opinion. And, they, like, who they have last year, got Gotzkowski, and then they brought in someone else. It, it's almost Bears-like, except they... Didn't they have Rodrigo?
1: Seen...
0: Blind? With the glasses? Didn't no, they have no, Blankenship? No. no, they had Suckup, not... No, you're thinking about you're right. Rodrigo Blankenship for the Colts.
1: You're right. I love that guy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, anyways, kicker carousel, and it's been, you know, years over years. And this year, it's no different. Week one, they trot out Badgley, who went 0 for 1 on field goals, 1 for 2 on extra points. Week two, they have Bullock. 4 for 5, but only had a long of 36 yards. Doesn't really prove anything to me. Week three, you reported that he was perfect. Week four, he went three for four. And then week five, one for one on field goals, four for five on extra points. That is too up and down for my likings. And you know what it kind of reminds me of? Oh my God, Hoshka. When right after the Bills kind of gave him that extension, where you were like oh Hoshka's gonna be good and then he was just so up and down left and right and you just wore and even the team wasn't confident in his ability to kick a field goal so they were just like all right just keep the offense out there because we we don't know what we have in this guy and i don't know if that's how the tennessee titans view their kicker but i don't personally think that uh the kicker is some is is a position that the titans look at and feel good about
1: yeah, and since they started going with Bullock, there's there's been a bit more consistency at the very least. But, I mean, you're still talking averaging a miss per week. You got what, a total of two, three missed PATs in there through five weeks. It's just kind of, you know, for me, if I can't even trust my kicker to go out there and, and hit a PAT, I know, it's, I know it's a harder kick than what it used to be. But those should be, for the most part, automatic. Um, so I, I think this is kind of an area where it might open up an opportunity to just to keep points off the board, even if it's even if it's three points with them, you know, maybe a fourth and five or something like that. Not quite trusting their kicker, and giving us giving us an opportunity to get a fourth down stand, get the ball back in fairly good field position, and just mm-hmm. keep the attempt of points off the board because they don't they might not trust their kicker right now.
0: Yeah and if I'm not mistaken the Bills are the Bills benefited from their I think two two seasons ago the Bills won against the Titans solely because their kicker missed like four or five field goals. some Something really egregious like that and no, no surprise here but he, he got cut after that game. <laughs> and that team not being able to figure uh, figure out the kicker situation is almost like it's just super annoying it's almost like having a splinter in your finger like it doesn't hurt that bad but it's super annoying and this team just feels like they can't get it out of their finger or I guess their foot <laughs> to put it in better <laughs> terms moving on to their next weakness and that's got to be safety right you know they still have Kevin Bayard back there who's a good good player in my opinion but they also lost Kenny Vaccaro in the offseason and I believe to a cap casualty and now they had the replacing him is Amani Hooker who I don't believe has the same continuity as Vaccaro did or Vaccaro had with Bayard. so that's a big big loss in my opinion to that secondary so it, it's kind of like if it's kind of like when Micah Hyde or Jordan Poirier are out for a game, it, I don't necessarily think that the position group is going to do poorly, but I just know from a continuity and communication standpoint, it's not going to be the same. So, definitely an area of weakness, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think Kevin Byard is, is one of the best safeties in the game. Um, I think he he and uh, Kenny Vaccaro played very well together, uh, and we just haven't seen quite the same chemistry with Amani Hooker. Um, mixed into that with the fact that they don't have the greatest cornerbacks in the league, and I think it just kind of becomes a little bit too much ground for one very good player to, to make up for the deficiencies elsewhere. Yeah, and then
0: moving on to the last weakness here, and that's got to be quarterback depth. Now, I want to preface this by saying, Bills Mafia, we are so lucky to have Mitch Trubisky as our backup. You know, going into the season before Brandon being side, Mitch Trubisky, we had Matt Barkley. You know where Matt Barkley went? He went to the Tennessee Titans in the offseason. Didn't end up making that team, and... I, this, this is kind of funny. Well, I feel bad because he didn't end up making that team, but the Titans' backup is Logan Woodside, and I, I see your notes here, Justin. You have never heard of this quarterback before, and neither have I. And it's just, it's comical to me because if he came in. I guarantee anyone who's watching that game is like, "Who the?" <laughs> at least if you're a Bills fan, but you know, if if you didn't know the Bills team, it, it, but you were just kind of a football fan in general, if for for whatever reason Josh Allen has like goes down, let's hope that doesn't happen. You trot out Mitch Trubisky, and then you as a viewer go like, "Oh well, at least they have Mitch Trubisky. I know that player. He he played for the Bears and was like okay." You trot out someone like Logan Woodside, you're scratching your head and you're like, "Who is that?" Definitely not an area of depth or strength.
1: Yeah, they they kind of remind me of like the Jets' quarterback room, or it's like they decided to go into the, se- r- the season with a rookie quarterback, and they're like, "We'll have James Morgan back him up." Like, it just doesn't really make sense to me. There's there's so much talent in the league, and I guess if you have a quarterback like Tannehill, you don't necessarily need a Matt Barkley as like a clipboard holder to, to help him see things and whatnot. But I, I just don't know how you can go into the season with the plan of, you know, it, if Tannehill does miss any time, we don't worry. We got Logan Woodside We're it'll be great. Just, just right. an interesting plan.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the weaknesses and just real quick, Justin, what are you most worried about um, going into this uh, Monday Night Showdown?
1: So, I, despite my my idea that I think the Bills will be able to keep him contained, I think that's really easy to say and really hard to do. So, my biggest concern going into this game would definitely be Derrick Henry and and the effect that he can have on a game. Yeah, I agree. He's just an
0: absolute beast and... I'm kind of kicking myself over the fact that I didn't draft him in my fantasy football team, but of course, yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is right there. I had to take him, right? Wrong. I didn't have to do that to myself, but I did. So I guess I'm a masochist. <laughs> All right, let's transition to our last segment, which is things we want to see and what we don't want to see. Justin, you know how this goes. Each of us have one from each of the, uh each of the categories to talk about. And I'm going to let you start. What is something that you want to see out of this game?
1: Yeah, so for me coming off of that Chiefs game and just really seeing our offense be able to move the ball, I just kind of want to see that keep rolling into this week against the Titans. I think they they're also a team that doesn't have a very prolific defense. Um, and I think our defense can answer the call against their offense. So I just kind of want to see a little bit of revenge, show that they still got that, that taste in their mouth from the whole debacle of the Tuesday night game last year, and just really come out and fire on all cind- cylinders offensively, mm-hmm. go out there and drop a 40-burger on them. Right. And I guess what I
0: want to see is I want to see this Bills offense test that communication and continuity between those safeties so Bayard and Hooker make them communicate make them play at a high level and if they can't do it I want to see this team take advantage of it whether that's you know calling to other players saying like hey you got to take this dude or hey if he goes here do this make them talk as much as possible and just expose them expose them for for what they are and you know it's not a bad group but I just don't think that they have enough time on task to play that well together and maybe I'm wrong but hey this is what I want to see but what I don't want to see you know I just don't wanna see the bills fall victim to that shell style defense that they fell victim to on that Tuesday night game now Josh Allen has seen that type of defense a lot since that game. And I think he's kind of learned how to take a profit. And I th- I think he's a way better player now than he was on that Tuesday night game. But I don't want to see him take... I don't want to see that Josh Allen again, I guess, because the Titans really kind of, I guess, if you want to be all fancy and say something here put out a blueprint on how to stop josh allen there but we know it wasn't really a blueprint because he's had success against that defense ever since so again i don't want to see him i guess fall victim to that scheme
1: i like that i for me i'm more on the defensive side and uh, we've looked much better against the run this year and what I don't want to see is really anything profound from Derrick Henry this game I would like to come out of the the Titans game just really feeling like it's not a mirage of our run defense looking good as like a product of bad teams we've played or circumstances of games or whatever If, if you come into a game against the Titans and you're able to hold a guy like Derrick Henry in check, that's going to go a very long way for me in in really believing that the run defense is what we need it to be. Right. Justin, who do you have winning this game? I got the Bills winning this game, and I have since adjusted my score prediction since the Kansas City game. I had this one being much lower scoring, um, but I'm going to go... Weird game, weird score. I got the Bills scoring forty, winning the game forty to nineteen.
0: Hmm. I don't do score predictions, but I do have this team winning. I, I just don't think the te- the t- Tennessee Titans are, are a good matchup. In terms, I don't think that their defense is a good matchup for our offense, and. I think that this run defense has taken a significant step forward from last year so I think they can pull back or contain the Derrick Henry more than they did last year and if Julio can't go then they just have AJ Brown to worry about because the wide receiver depth outside of him and Julio isn't isn't great and to my point And as I mentioned earlier, we saw the Jets take advantage of it. So if the Jets can take advantage of it, I know the Bills can take advantage of it. All that to say, give me a W. (laughs) For sure.
1: Keep it rolling.
0: Yeah. Anyways, that's going to wrap it up for this week's podcast episode on the game preview. I'm going to redo that because that just felt weird. 43 minutes Sorry, sorry, Jake. We usually don't have these many edits. It's just, I swear, it's when you're in the podcast that things start messing up, man. It's you. It's not Jake's us. Jake's making it's us you. nervous. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to wrap it up for this episode on the Wandering Buffalo podcast. Thanks for listening. Go ahead and like, comment, subscribe, and review our podcast as well as other amazing shows that you can find on the Built In Buffalo Network. We're always looking for amazing guests and you know segments to be on our show so if you want to be part of our show feel free to reach out to us on our social media platforms or you know email us by searching up the wandering buffalo podcast justin where can the people find you
1: you can find me on any social medias at jgods22
0: and as always you can find me at two changs that's going to do it for this episode take care and let's hope for a bills w go bills go bills